0: Hello and welcome to Bill Stern's Sports Newsreel from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: 4 Colgate presents Bill Stern. With a Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Man is on the air. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man with stories rare. Take his advice and you'll
0: look you'll get a shade smooth and clean, you'll be a Colgate Brushless fan. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, this is Bill Stern, bringing you the 318th edition of the Colgate Sports Newsreel. Our guest tonight is the heavyweight champion of the world, Joe Lewis, but first, real one, Portrait of Luck. I'm sure you've all heard stories of lucky people who won fortunes on sweepstakes tickets. Do you ever wonder what happened to those persons after they had won those fortunes? Let's recall some of the lucky sweepstakes winners tonight and see what did happen to them. Quite a few years ago, out in Indiana, there lived a poor, obscure working man named Arthur Court. Like so many poor people, Arthur Court dreamed of someday having riches. One day, Arthur Court bought a ticket on the Irish sweepstakes. And even though the odds were over a million to one against him, Arthur Court's ticket on the Irish sweepstakes was a winning ticket. And he won $89,000. Now, Arthur Court was no longer poor. He'd won a fortune, and yet, inside of one year, Arthur Cork had lost every cent of that fortune, and he was in jail, unable to pay his bail. But there were other sweetstake winners with even stranger stories. For just about this same time in London, England, there lived a poor working man named Robert Whittaker. Now, Robert Whittaker never wanted to be rich, but he did want enough money to get married on, for he was desperately in love with a beautiful girl there never seemed to be quite enough money for them to get married on. Until one day, Robert Whitaker bought a ticket on the Calcutta sweepstakes. A ticket that proved to be THE winning ticket. And Robert Whitaker suddenly became rich. For he'd won $230,000. Now he could get married. But Robert Whitaker never did get married. Uh Uh-uh. Instead, he began to spend his money foolishly. Until one day, one day, he was murdered... Murdered by the very girl he had once wanted to marry. But let me tell you the story of Emilio Scallo. Emilio Scallo also lived in London, only he was a poor, humble pushcart peddler. One day, Emilio Scallo bought a sweepstakes ticket on England's famous English Derby, and his ticket won, paying Emilio Scallo $1,200,000. Emilio Scallo, a poor pushcart peddler, had suddenly become a millionaire was incredible. But his good fortune also began to bring strange results. All his friends started asking him for money. And when he wouldn't give it to them, they wrecked his house. And to escape their fury, Emilio Scalo fled from England, back to his native Italy, taking his huge fortune with him. But in Italy, Benito Mussolini, who was then the dictator of Italy and absolutely ruthless, ordered Emilio Scallo thrown into prison and his money confiscated. And so... Emilio Scalo, who'd won $1,200,000 on a sweepstakes ticket, lost all of that fortune, his friends, and his home because of his good luck. However, the largest sweepstakes payoff was won by a man named Valadamar Juracho. In 1941, Valadamar Juracho purchased a ticket on the Argentine sweepstakes. And since his ticket was the only winning ticket, Valadamar Juracho won over $2,000,000. But when it came time to pay Mr. Horacho, they couldn't find him. Finally, after a great deal of searching, in December of 1941, they did find him. They found him living in Hawaii. Immediately, a telegram was dispatched to adamar Horacho in Hawaii, telling him of his good luck. That telegram arrived in Hawaii on a Sunday morning in December of 1941. It was immediately delivered to Mr. Horatio, who apparently never even had a chance to read it. Because just as he received it, the Japs struck their sneak attack on Pearl Harbor. Bombs came bursting down. Death and destruction rained from the skies. And when it was all over, they found Mr. Horacho buried under the debris of what had been his house. He was dead. And in his hand still lay the unopened telegram that he just received. A telegram that when they took from the dead man's hand read Congratulations. You hold a winning ticket on the Argentine sweepstakes worth over $2 million. You are the luckiest man alive. Portrait of the luckiest man alive who was dead. Real, too. In professional football, Don Hudson is a real champion. So let's see what one great champion has to say about another. Don writes this about Colgate Freshless, the shave cream of champions.
1: Dear Bill. I've used Colgate Brushless all these years because I like to shave the easy way. I smooth it on, I shave it off. That's all there is to it. My face is slick and fresh. My shave is coarse and clean. I couldn't ask for anything better than a Colgate Brushless shave.
0: Thanks, Don. Men, so many champions like Don Hudson use Colgate Brushless. The Colgate Brushless is known as the shave cream of champions, preferred by men with tough beards and tender skins. That's because Colgate Brushless is so fast, so cooling, so clean. Smooth some Colgate Brushless on your face and see how fresh your face feels. And note how Colgate Brushless rinses off your hand, your face, your razor in a flash. Colgate Brushless is especially made to be fluffy and light. Colgate Brushless is never gummy, never greasy, never gooey. I recommend Colgate Brushless in the nine-ounce economy-sized jar that saves you money lasts longer and fits neatly on the bathroom shelf. Buy Colgate Brushless tomorrow. If it doesn't make good on every promise that I've made... Just mail the top of the carton back to me, Bill Stern, Kara Colgate, Jersey City, Zone 2, New Jersey, and you'll get double your money back. Real 3, Colgate's camera close-up of Joe Lewis. At this very moment, clear out on the other side of this nation, in Seattle, the heavyweight champion of the world, Joe Lewis, is waiting to speak to you. So now, in order that you may hear Joe Lewis in person, this is Bill Stern switching you across the nation from where I'm standing in New York City. The next voice you hear will be the heavyweight champion of the world, Joe Lewis, speaking from Seattle, Washington.
2: I suppose tonight I'm expected to talk about Billy Kahn and the fight for my town next June. But I'd rather talk about a bigger fight. Today is December the 7th. Four years ago today, America was attacked at Pearl Harbor. Over 4,000 boxers joined the service. Some of those are not coming back. I thought I knew something about fighting, but the Army taught me a lot more, mainly that a great champion get off the floor to win. America were on the floor four years ago today. Our change didn't look so good, but we won, thanks to a lot of American youngsters who refused to be beaten. I hope I beat Billy Conn. But whether I do or not, I have the satisfaction of knowing at least I have played on one all-American team that will never be league, the United States Army. This is Joe Lewis and C.L. Washington returning you to Bill Stern in New York.
0: Thank you very much, Joe Lewis. Real Force, profile of a football game. Last week, we broadcast the Army-Navy football game, and because we did, a curious sports story came to light. The story of another Army-Navy game, football broadcast. And the amazing story of how that broadcast saved the lives of ten Americans. On November the 29th, back in 1941, a group of American sportsmen were fishing off the coast of Newfoundland in a small private fishing boat. After the fishing was over for the day, along about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, the private fishing boat started back into port. Since the day's fishing was over and the boat was coming in, everyone was below decks listening to a radio. For that November the 29th of 1941 was the day of that year's Army-Navy football game. And these American sportsmen on their boat were busy listening to this broadcast of that Army-Navy football game. Suddenly, out of nowhere came a shot. The shell came screaming over the bow of their boat. The ten Americans rushed up on deck to see what had happened. There, they found, to their amazement, not 100 yards away, lay a German submarine. The Germans ordered the American boat to stop. The American fishermen were stunned. This was November of 1941. The Germans had no right to be shooting at a neutral boat. The American was not in a war yet. But since this was purely an American fishing boat without any means of defending itself, the Americans had to let the Germans come on board. The German commander was the first on board. Who owns this boat, and what is she doing in these waters? I own her. She's a private fishing boat. We're Americans, and I see no reason why we shouldn't be in these waters. Ah, you Americans are such fools. The Führer has said any American ship that comes within range of our torpedoes, he will sink. In five
2: minutes, I will blow this boat to pieces.
1: We have no lifeboat. We have no way of getting to shore.
0: That is your lookout. Are you sure you have no guns on board, no radio, no wireless? We have a radio, but we've sent no messages, if that's what you're afraid of. I don't believe you. Turn your radio on. I said, turn it on. The Navy is taking to the air. The Navy reserves are coming out. The Navy is... Oh, Mr. American. You think I fall for a trip, eh? You think we are dumb
2: cops. We go before your Navy planes arrive. But someday we
0: come back a little... For a moment, the Americans in that fishing boat were too stunned to speak. What had happened? Why had the Germans suddenly left? And then, then the truth slowly began to dawn on the Americans. When the Germans had switched on the radio, they had tuned back onto the Army-Navy football game broadcast, which the Americans had been listening to before the Germans had come. And over that radio had come a voice saying, The Navy is taking to the air. The Navy reserves are coming out. That had been the voice of the sports announcer describing the football game between Army and Navy. The Germans had thought this meant that Navy planes were on their way out to sea. But any American sports fans could have told them that all that sports announcer meant by the Navy is taking to the air was that the Navy football team was beginning to throw forward passes. And so, so a sports broadcast saved the lives of ten Americans. We could never tell the end of this story because of the war. But just the other day, I received a telegram from Alan Walls, the crew coach at the University of Wisconsin. And the telegram read, Bill, now that the war is over, you can tell the story of how the broadcast of of an Army-Navy football game, how that broadcast saved the lives of ten American fishermen. I know, for I was one of those Americans. By the way, Bill you might like to know the name of that sports announcer who was broadcasting that Army-Navy game and whose voice saved our lives. His name was Bill Stern,
2: Profile
0: of a sports broadcast. Real Five, Charles F. McCarthy.
1: Colgate Brushless has earned its title as the Shave Cream of Champions by consistently giving championship shaves to men with tough beards... And tender skin. Shaves that are fast, smooth, and clean. Colgate Brushless means shaving the easy way. No muss, no mess. You smooth it on and shave it off. And remember, Colgate Brushless is fluffy. Colgate Brushless is light. Colgate Brushless is never gummy, never greasy, never gooey. So for shaving that's easy, for a shave that leaves your face slick and refreshed, shave the way the champions do. Use Colgate Brushless, the shave cream of champions. And now back to Bill Stern. Real Six, Colgate
0: candid camera catches the story behind the story. New York City, New York. Ladies and gentlemen, we are being swamped, snowed under with requests to repeat that story we did last week on the great football teams of all time. Thank you, thank you for writing, but please, please don't write anymore. We will repeat the story next week if we can get the proper clearances. Exclusive. Seattle, Washington. Joe Lewis, who is breaking box office records at Seattle's Palomar Theater, has a new interest in life. Her initials are S-V, and that's the 3-0 mark for tonight. Next Friday night, we'll be back same time, same stations, with another edition of the Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel. Our guest next Friday evening will be the widely syndicated columnist and famous party hostess, Elsa Maxwell. So be sure and be with us next Friday evening at our usual time when we present as our guest one of the most famous women in America, Elsa Maxwell. See you then. And until then, I'll be seeing you on the screen in the news of the day newsreel at your favorite Lowe's or Associated Theaters. Now, until this same time next Friday night, this is Bill Stern for Colgate Shave Cream wishing you all a good, good night.
1: Phil Stern, the Colgate-Shapery man, is on his way. Just turn the Colgate-Shapery man, had lots to say. He told his tales of sports heroes, the inside dope he really knows. So listen in
0: next Friday night. C-O-L-G-A-T-E. Ladies and gentlemen, today is the 7th of December. It's not just enough to remember another December the 7th four years ago. You've got to do more than that. You've got to buy bonds in this last victory loan. Buy and hold those bonds. That's the best way to remember December the 7th. And also remember this. It's easier to dig into your pockets for dough than have a doctor dig into our bodies for shrapnel. Good night.
1: Bill Stern's latest article on sports entitled Doctors are Miracle Men appears in the current issue of Esquire magazine. This is the National Broadcasting Company. you mm-hmm.